0: Juliet here from Miami.
1: Juliet welcome welcome thanks guys for coming in appreciate that.
0: And Marielena and all the Hartwell team.
1: Okay great. Welcome guys welcome. Gail Pelto. Gail Pelto the Queen of Destin. Welcome to the call. Thanks so much for being here.
0: Thanks for having us.
1: Oh no you you have no question about me thanking you for having you here. <laughs> <laughs> So Gail and Scott, I know you guys role played a little bit, didn't you, a little bit a while ago from for some uh yeah. from buy owners and stuff, right? About a ten years ago. ago? Yeah, yeah. Both of you chimed <laughs> in at the same time. Flies time flies when you're having fun. Time flies when you're having fun. Yeah, And time flies when you're being coached by me is for darn sure, right? <laughs> yeah. of course. Hurry up and get this crap over with, Mike. Shut up. <laughs> All right guys. Well listen, we we're gonna wait a couple of more seconds. Go ahead, Gail.
0: I said are we done yet? <laughs> yeah,
1: right. Oh, Thanks for being here today, ladies and gentlemen. Uh Go to www.forsellbyowner.com and pull out some For Sell By Owners. There you go. Scott, let's make sure we touch on some resources, too, please, today. And we're recording this, guys, so there will be a recording of this call. If you're driving or anything like that, I'm going to not attempt to mute my side out because sometimes I don't do that well. I'm not a techno kind of guy. I'm a driver type personality, so in case I screw it up, I don't want to hang up on everybody. If you can. In the short term, as we begin here, maybe mute out your phones. If you have any questions that you want to address with Scott, concerns, uh, we'll hold that till the end, unless something comes up pressing and you want to say, well, while we're here, Mike, on that subject, uh, try to make it as simple as possible. And if we will get to it, I'll let you guys know. We'll get that to, to that at the end of the call. If we feel it's appropriate at that moment, we'll definitely answer it, no problem. But I'm, my goal is to make sure we do all we can to answer all your questions today. And hopefully we'll wrap most of the content up in you know 20 to 30 minutes in that window, and then uh, roll over to some Q&A and make that happen for you guys, okay? So I want to welcome you to this call today, October 3rd. I'm hoping you guys are also, while I got you on the phone here, going into the daily huddles that I'm doing, the 15-minute huddles. And if not, make sure you write down to the website where I have my uh, wonderful voice on there, recording these calls at www.realprofitbuilders.com. So you're welcome to go there, and there's a bunch of podcasts and audios there, and we're going to keep adding more and more to that and documentation for you and hopefully helping you guys to become really uh, a, a vast vastly in, uh, um, informative about what it is to be successful, and uh, one of the things I said today in my email, and in all due respect, I know there's a lot of choices out there. I know there's a ton of choices, and, um, and I really respect you for uh, participating at this level, and um I think the big question when it comes to information and all of the access we have to everybody's ideas and thoughts and the coaches and the trainers and your companies and everybody doing uh you know god willing a great job at what they do to give you guys the best most timely information is that you have to ask yourself the question is this most important to me right now what value does this can this bring to me and pull out when you're going through content like we're going to do today or books that you're reading or audios or even seminars that you might be attending always going with an intention of what can i get out of this what can i pick up what what idea can i glean from this Um, albeit there may be several hundred of them but look for something that's really uh, hanging over your head right now so you can grab onto that so you'll listen for it or maybe come up so a lot of times we're in overwhelm just in our minds as to what to do and when to do it and in taking that step towards wanting to have a successful predictive growth oriented business and we're looking for any which way we can to make that work And inside of that uh, is great opportunity while at the same time it it could be a great challenge because there's so many distinctions out there for what we do. For myself, I'm pretty bottom line. I'm pretty basic. uh, I even did an audio on it called, you know, just being fundamental. And uh, when you get the fundamentals down, the very basics of our business and understand that our business, just like any business, has specific steps inside of it to help you be successful. And and, and just like a franchise operation that you would think about like McDonald's or a, uh, you know, Burger King or, you know, places like that or um, major companies like Amazon or Microsoft or whatever the case might be. All of these companies have their, their product, their, their, their models by which they run their operations. And our business, um, on the contrary, doesn't have that. There's, there's ways to do it, and there's a million ways to do it, but there's no concrete, solid ways. And I hope that I can bring to the table to you the very basics, and then we can expand on those things as you start to develop and you start to become better at what you do and articulate the fundamentals. I would always just say to you guys, as we're going to talk about today, is really become good at selling, really become good at questioning people, become at believing in yourself, having the blind faith that what we're going to talk about on For Sale By Owners today will work for you in any market, okay? Now, you might have a market, I know, if if I'm wrong, Gail, maybe you mentioned it, but um, I know in that market up in Destin, which is the west coast northern panhandle of Florida, um, there's not a lot of For Sale By Owners, and there may be one or two per week in some cases, even in other parts of the country, which I'm not overly familiar with, but I know that that could be the case, whereas down here in South Florida, we get a plethora of them, we get a ton of them down here, um always now we're talking three different counties with over a grand total of about six to eight million people in all three counties but still it's a, it's a decent amount that you guys can grab onto so um i just want to open it up with that today and I, again i want to welcome everybody for being here today and scott uh you're on the call right still with us yep okay great great so guys i want to take a, a, a second um to to uh introduce what we're going to be talking about today which is as you know for sale by owners and i've been working with scott for several years and um Scott really took hold of what we're going to share with you today in its essence, and uh, there's not, you know, we can't cover every single thing that's going to happen when working with my owners. But God willing, we're gonna cover the, I think what I think there are the most valuable things, which is what you can do to get an appointment with these people so you can sit in front of them and present your services. That's the main objective here, because the for sale by owner is, is looking to do something uh, to try to either save a commission or uh, eliminate a, a frustration or believe that they can do it on their own and they have the best way to do it. And in some cases, frankly, that might be true. I'm not gonna ever take that away from them, which is one of the points I wanna share with you guys. Um, if I ever forget, I'm gonna say now, while it's on my top of my mind, my brain and that's how my brain works if it comes up i'm going to say it now and that is never condemn a buy or make them feel wrong about doing what they're doing Okay? If they can do it and get away with it and make good money and save a commission, I like to say, God bless them, make it happen, because that really is what it is. I mean, our goal is to, if we can list it and sell it and make good money on it, that's great. If they can sell it on their own and we just happen to miss it for whatever reason um, and they did it, good for them. That just, we just got to move on. doesn't mean we ridicule and condemn them for doing that. It is what it is. Um, our value has to come in with what we can do to open up the markets for them and expand the buyer pool to them. Okay, that's the big Kahuna here in terms of where our value comes. It's not, you know, it's not just wrapped around. Oh, we got to pay you a commission. Well, there's no commission if you don't sell. One, two. There's no. You, actually, our commission is really negligible when it comes into being, um, as Gail might say, a powerful negotiator protecting your equity, and that's what we do. And as and we'll learn from that with, uh, with Scott today, um, some of those things. So um, the for sale owner is a great market, guys. And I'm going to go here, and I'm going to put myself on the line and say that it is an extremely untapped market. It is overwhelmingly untapped. Even with my clients that I've talked to for years and people that I've trained and and just over my history of doing this, um, it might appear for some way, shape, or form that there's a lot of competition in the for sale buy owner market, but frankly, there is not. Now, maybe initially when a buy-owner comes out, you know, there might be a bunch of people calling them, but over time, what you'll learn today is that that soon goes away. And the person who is left standing is the one who's going to get the opportunity, all else being equal, with that buyer ready to list with a professional like yourself who is on this phone today. So let's not get in our mindsets that, oh, everybody's calling by owners. Oh, they don't want to list with an agent. Oh, this, that, or the other thing that we can come up with. And we'll talk about that today. But just keep in mind that this is a wonderful, wonderful opportunity. If you systemize your steps to the process and I'm gonna go over some of those uh, very simply with Scott today and then I'll give you guys for, for being here if you send me an email Mike at my cousin um, if you don't have my information about buy owners I send it to a lot of you guys who are on the call today I'll be more than happy to send you some uh, some of the steps that I will uh, that I've taught with Scott and other people that are using it extremely successful so um, let's make that happen so um, rather than me gibber jabbering right now, I want to get into bringing Scott on the call. And, and Scott lives in Saskatoon, Canada. And um, without me telling about Scott, Scott, take a quick second to, um, give us a little bit about your background and um, give us some thoughts on, your, on what you're doing with buy owners, and then I'll go into some questions with you, and then you and I will do a quick role play or two, answering some objections and things like that. So the folks on this line today will walk away with something tangible, actionable, that they can go out and, uh, and use in the marketplace. So I'm going to roll it over to you real quick, Scott, and then go from there.
0: Thanks, Mike. Uh, yeah, I've been in business uh, 12, 13 years, and the, the joke I like to say to people when they ask me how long I've been in business, I tell them I had a nice nice, uh, head of hair when I started. I, I don't anymore. Um, my, my very first listing back when I started in 06 was a for sale by owner. Um, the, the market's changed considerably since then and um the the, the sort of the, the the techniques have changed since then but uh um a number of years ago mike was on me to uh call for sale by owners and i found i was getting a lot of resistance trying to call and get the listing so i flipped it to a a, a preview method which is a little bit less um invasive i guess uh, to the for sale by owner and uh i will admit it's uh, it's normally a, it's a, it's a two-step plus process versus just calling and getting the listing appointment but uh um I guess my thought is I'd rather I'd rather two step it and get the listing than one step it and, and get shut out time and time again. So <clears> that's that's how I approached it. And um so it might be a, a hair more work, but uh the results for me at least were exponential.
1: Great, great. So so Scott, you have in your market um good for you which is a which is a website where you can pull down i want to talk about just where we find these by owners and there's a number of sources but up up in saskatoon um you guys have a website that people um, actually list their homes on either um ones that are listed with a broker whereas on the other side a bulk of them are not listed with brokers but they have the ability to advertise with this particular company similar to some things that we have in the states like for sell owners is that correct you have a site there that does that
0: that's right We're we're blessed to have a uh, for sale by owner site, where ninety-seven percent of for sale by owners, if they want, if they want to get any exposure for the home privately, they go to this one particular site. And I'm, I'm grateful for it. It gives me a name, a phone number, professional photos. That sometimes when I list a home, I just copy and paste the photos. They're done so well. So, uh, uh, yeah, it's, it, it's easy for me that way.
1: Great, good, good, good. So so you have sources there. That's one of them. Here in the U.S., we have um, different sources like Red X or ArchAgent, or, um, you know, you can go as far as Zillow or you can go to Craigslist. Um, there's a number of facilities for salebyowner.com. Um, there's a number of – you can even just Google, you know, for salebyowner.com sites and you can pull them up. Um, they're, more, uh, they're more prevalent here in the U.S. than in Canada because I think in Canada they don't have a lot of the arch agents or the Red X uh, models uh, that bring in the for sale owners for them. So good for you on that side, Scott. So you, so you call um, the buy owners and if I'm hearing you, then you, you're doing the, basically the preview process ideally most of the time and you're making that call to them um, can, let's, let's, I just, let's cut to the chase on the short side here and let's hear what you do when you're calling up and if I just go and uh, let's just pick up the phone and I'm just going to say, hello, can I help you? So Scott, hello, can I help you? Hi, is this Mike? Yes.
0: Hey Mike, it's, uh, Scott Ziegler with Remax Realty Poly. I'm just calling about your house on main street. Is it still for sale? Uh, yeah, it is. Great. Hey, question for you, Mike, would you be open to the possibility of paying a commission if I were to refer a buyer to you? Um yeah,
1: I mean, we're open to it. I mean, we're not going to list the house, but, uh, you know, if you, if you have any buyers, we're certainly uh, open to hearing what you've got to say. Do you have any buyers for my house right now?
0: Great. No, I appreciate that. Well, I guess the follow-up question I have for you, Mike, is uh, just so that I could speak with knowledge on your home, 20 buyers I am working with, or especially agents in my office that have buyers, would you be offended if I were to schedule an appointment with you just to pop by and have a quick look at the home? Um, no, I wouldn't be offended at all. Oh, great. I appreciate that. What type of schedule do you keep, Mike? Are you a 9 to 5 or would you have some time uh, during the day, like even, say, uh, 12 or 1 o'clock today?
1: Um, I could probably say, you know, 1 o'clock would work for me today.
0: Great. No, I appreciate that. Uh, Yeah, I'll meet you there at 1 and you can kind of give me the quick uh, 5, 10-minute grand tour and I'll be on my way. All right. Sounds good. Hey, before I let you go, just a quick question, Mike. When you guys tell us, where are you headed to next?
1: Uh, We're going to be going to uh, Vancouver.
0: Oh, good for you. And how soon do you have to be there?
1: Well, we're not in a rush to get there, you know, we want to be there before the holiday begins, but you know, some somewhere time, you know, this time of the year by, you know, just uh say around mid December would be fine. Again, like we're not desperate to sell, but
0: something in that range. Yep. Sounds good. And the price that you have on the home right now, Mike, how did you happen to determine that sales price? Did you have an agent come in and help you price it? Or did you just look in the neighborhood and see what else was for sale? No, pretty
1: much, you know, what well, we paid for the house and we put some upgrades into it. We did the basement and we did an upgrade on the kitchen a couple of years ago and, you know, kind of added those things up. And, you know, we did some little bit of research, you know, online to see what was going on in the neighborhood. Then we kind of put the 399 number up.
0: Okay, that makes sense to me. And the decision to sell privately rather than list with an agent, have you had a bad experience with real estate in the past or is it simply just dollars and cents for you?
1: Well, I mean, at the end of the day, it's about dollars and cents. You know, we need to net as much money as we can out of this deal, and, uh, you know, so we can move comfortably to uh, Vancouver.
0: Okay, that makes a lot of sense to me. I guess the last question I have for you, Mike, is I, I just don't want to step on anybody's toes. So if you were to happen to list a home, do you have an agent that you typically list with? Uh,
1: no, we don't, you know, I mean, there's a lot of you guys calling, but I don't have anybody specifically that we're working with right now. No.
0: Okay. But if you have oh, buyers, okay. we're That's open to them. Yep. Absolutely great. I just didn't want to step on anybody's toes. So, Okay, great, Mike. I appreciate the time. I'll see you today at 1, and you can kind of give me the quick tour, and I'll be on my way.
1: All right. Sounds good. Thanks. Okay. Earth-shattering. Earth-shattering. <laughs> okay. So, guys, you, uh, Scott, typical? Is there any shortness of that in some calls? Is it sometimes longer? Do you get hung up on sometimes? Typically, what happens with that type of script?
0: For a series good of questions that, that you ask,
1: as I like to say. Sorry. Go ahead.
0: I, I would say that that's a typical call 90% of the time.
1: Okay, meaning that you're gonna get the preview. Go ahead. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just it, it it couldn't that couldn't be any more of a typical call that that I that I get. Uh, the only real. Uh, um, I didn't really handle your question if I had a buyer. I kind of just rolled into the, the if I had a buyer. But that's the one objection that I get is do you actually have a buyer?
1: Mm-hmm. And the
0: second objection I'll get is, well, what's the commission? And so I, I start it that way. Are you open to the possibility of paying a commission if I refer a buyer to you? Yeah, we're open to it. How much do you charge? Um, and so what my, 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 my response to that is typically, uh, well, that's a great question. As long as it's fair for me and fair for you. But more importantly, as long as it still makes sense to your bottom line, I'm work, willing to work something out that's reasonable. Is that fair? They always say, yeah, that makes sense, and then we just keep, keep rolling. So yeah, that, that call would be typical. I, I, don't, I don't ever get hung up on. Um, I get a little bit of pushback from time to time, you know, every, one out of every 20 calls. But, uh, no, I would say that that was bang on uh, what, I, what the call looks like every time.
1: Okay, great, great. So, so let's talk about the, the question. Let's handle that right now while we're talking about it, which is that do you have a buyer for me? Or are you bringing the buyer over with you, things like that? Um, how might you respond to that, and what do you do there?
0: Yeah, uh, you know, do, do you have buyers that you're working with? You know what, Mike, I don't have any specific buyers right at this time, but our office is the largest in the city, and we have the the, the number one market share. So we always have buyers coming through our office uh, for a home like yours. My job today is just to quickly preview the home because you're not on the market. We don't have as direct access to your home as we might as if it was listed on MLS. So I like to come and preview the home, and knowing that you're already open to working with an agent if they have a buyer, it just helps me facilitate buyers that are coming through our office. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, it does make sense. Okay, I understand that. Okay, great, great. So, so Scott is. If I'm hearing you correctly, Scott, you're not, um, you're not going to ever call up on somebody unless you do actually have a buyer that you can't find a home, and this is the buy owner that could be a, somebody that absolutely fits a need. Is that correct? I'm hearing that accurate, right? You're not going to call up and fake like you have a buyer, right?
0: No. Okay. No. They, they, right. Uh, you said something earlier in your pre your, your preamble about. Uh, um, uh, what did you say? You said uh, treating, you know, basically, you know, don't be condescending to them. Right. I also don't lie. I don't, also don't lie to them because if, the second you lie to them, they they see right through that, and I'm not yeah. that type of guy anyway.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, guys. And I want to
1: make that just a quick emphasis um, because we think we have to, you know, because we say if we have, and you got to take the words here and put them into context here. If we have a buyer. Are you open to paying a commission? I didn't say we did have a buyer. Now, if you do, as I said a second ago, if you do have a buyer and you absolutely have no other properties to show them or it's along your list or in the neighborhood of a buyer that you're working with, absolutely let them know. Just we don't want to get into the deceptive practices that, I don't know, some people talk about it. They say it's no big deal if you did it that way just to get into a house or worse, that we hear what we're talking about today and we think that we need to go in and say that we have a buyer because, well, that's not not what we're saying. I'm going to disclaim that right now. If you don't have somebody, you don't need to offer that. Just say if you did. And the big part about this, guys. Somebody say, "Well, what if I don't have any buyers for these people, guys?" There's buyers out there for properties. Okay. The challenge, what we have to figure out or how to overcome that for ourselves, is like Scott said. He uses it. He's been telling me that for years. I got people in my office that might have buyers, and frankly, we don't know until we have taken a look at your house. So um, the buyer thing is really uh, easy to overcome, and then you move through it uh, in that process. There. Okay. So, so Scott, you get this preview, and great job on the script. I love the way Scott does it. Now he takes it a little bit further than what. Um, what, I, uh, what I have done in my career in doing what I do. And I've done some of what he's done um, at, at some level, frankly. It's not like I've never done it, where you will carry on the conversation. I personally, in my, the way I operate, was a little bit more quick and dirty doing the very first part of the script. Would you be offended? Are you open to paying a commission? Just out of curiosity, where are you moving to? Why are you selling? And then what's your timeline? And good, I look forward to seeing you at your house today at 1 o'clock just to confirm your address is 125 Apple Street. And so I was more like that if I needed to, and I'm saying this to you because there's two ways to potentially do this, um, is if you need to carry on with an additional questions that Scott does, perfectly fine to do that. So um, either way it works, do... but go ahead, Scott, please. Mm?
0: Mike, I'll, just, I'll tell you why I asked the question about how did you, so how did you happen to de- determine your sales price? Did you have an agent come in and help you price it, or did you just look in the neighborhood and see what's for sale? If they tell me they've had an agent come in, or two agents, or three agents, I want to know that. I, I want to know that, okay, now there's another mm. agent involved. Do I need to dig a little bit deeper to find out how involved that agent is at. So depending on what their answer is there, um, you know, I might take it, you know, a, a little bit further. And then that step about, then the question about, uh, I mean, I don't obviously do it verbatim, but, um, you know, I don't want to step on anybody's toes. So if you did happen to list a home, do you have an agent that you typically list with? I got an answer one time that, well, my first cousin is an agent, and we told him that he was going to get the listing after 30 days privately. I, I turned down that preview. Um, maybe I shouldn't have, but, I, I, you know, I, I want to know going in that, oh, yeah, my sister's an agent, but uh, we need all the equity. I want to try for 30 days first. Probably not going to get that listing if it's the sister, but um, you know. So I just—it's it's a very—the um, question is fairly broad, um, you know. So, I'm, uh, so it's just, just to give me an idea when I walk through the door if there's other agents involved and in potentially what, what capacity, um, you know. And then I'll, 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 I'll you know I'll tailor things a little bit differently knowing that. that. That's the reason I ask those two questions the way I do.
1: Great, great. I love it. I love that actually. Uh, a, a really uh, a lot because that does set you up if, you know, are there other people involved? Are you going to be competing? Um, you know, you might get, and I'm sure you've heard this, Scott, you know, well, there's somebody who's, who lists a lot of homes in the neighborhood that they might be thinking, well, I drive by a guy's house, he's got all the houses for sale in the neighborhood, things like that. Um, as it gets closer to family, you know, cousins and sisters, brothers, mothers, fathers, etc., that are licensed, um, that's something that you can play with. And, and I, I heard you say, Scott, that you may not, you may decide not to do it, it might not be the best thing to do, but I think you can, and, and I think with, with experienced guys, uh, for those of you who are not calling a lot of FISBOs or maybe none at all, Um, That Scott can, and I I, I don't want to speak for Scott, but I've got to assume that, like me and and other folks that I've worked with, that you kind of start to hear people uh, if you listen carefully when you ask great questions and you respond accordingly. You start to get, you start to formulate um, the truth behind answers that you'll hear from these people. Give you an example. A lot of people, you know, they don't want to show their hand. They, they, for sale buyers, don't want to let you know uh, how motivated they are. They just won't, you know. Well, we're not desperate to sell. In the meantime, they're getting a divorce. They got a relocation. Um, the house is too big. The wife's pregnant with triplets. You know, there's a number of things that um, they don't want to admit because they don't want to seem desperate. So we have to have the ability to hear, listen through that. But part of that ability is not to judge it. And, and, and if you can ask some questions, get some key responses, um, that, that's an invaluable thing there. So, Scott, those are, those are uh, great questions there. So, so what I want to do, Scott, here is you, now you've got this preview appointment, okay, and you're going, in, you're going to see these people. Take us just simply through that process there. Don't, you don't have to get into too much detail for time purposes, but just give us the fundamentals, and then we'll move from that to a, another area that we'll, uh, that we'll talk about here. So go ahead and tell us about that. You go to the house, knock on the door. What's the next thing there? What are you doing there?
0: Uh, introduce myself, give them a card. Uh, just ask them to give me the quick. A lot of times they'll say, "Well, just go ahead and look around." I always say, "No, no, you know the home better than I do. Please, please take me through." Uh, I ask them a few questions. A lot of it's platitude. Oh, wow, I love what you've done with the kitchen. They'll, they'll say, "Oh, we, we chose this paint color for this reason. Oh, I love it. I think that was the right thing to do." And I tell for sale by owners quite often, "That was the right thing." Um, they they make comments about selling privately. I always tell them, "No, I think you're doing the right thing for now. It's your money. It's your equity. You know, why not try it?" So i I'm, it, the, the reason I, I, I get as far as I do is because I'm not condescending mm-hmm. um, and I don't. You know, I don't prejudge yeah. people, and I treat them with as much respect as, as possible. So going through the house is simply just me nodding my head, giving them platitudes, and letting them, you know, th- you know talk. And the conversation, you know, can go any – some previews are five minutes. Well, I did one the other day that was an hour. The guy just wouldn't shut up. So I just let him talk, and, I, you know, just, it's really just building rapport at that point. Um, the odd time. If the for sale by owner said something like, well, you know, we were considering maybe by we're going to have one more open house and then we were considering maybe, you know, going a different route. If I hear things like that, I'll sometimes try and flip it into a listing, you know, like, well, hey, why don't, uh, why don't I call you on Monday and we can set up a time to meet if it doesn't sell this weekend at the open house or something mm-hmm. like that. But if not, if not it's just I, I, I get the tour uh, full of platitudes, love the house. As I'm walking out the door, I always end it the same way. Hey, Mike, thanks for having me over. I appreciate it. Question for you. If two, three weeks goes by and I'm not able to find a buyer for your home, with your permission, would you mind if I followed up with a phone call? And they always, 100% of the time, no, no problem, you can call. And then I say, I know that you're getting a lot of calls from agents, and I just don't want to be another one of those guys soliciting you, so that's why I ask for permission. And they always say, thanks, God. Thank you for asking for permission. And then shake your hand, and I'm gone.
1: Beautiful. Beautiful. Guys, I hope you wrote that one down. <laughs> right. That was, that's, that's extremely powerful. And, and so so I'm feeding back to you, guys. So you're walking through the house. You're giving platitudes. Um, you're, la- you're allowing them to sell you as if you're a buyer. Um, I know we've talked about that a little bit in the past, um, going through that process there with people. Um, at the end of the day, um, you're doing that, and then you're encouraging them, and you're giving them pats on the back and kudos, and you know, really in, in, in giving them the enthusiasm that it's okay to do this, and then you're asking for permission to follow up, which is all great. Okay, so so guys, it's, you know, for to simplify that for you guys, I think that's really is all it is about. Okay, um, I want to I want to just step back a second, and I want to say because broke, Scott broke it off into two pieces. One was you know, they're trying to do it on their own. They want to take it around the block, try it for 30 days, whatever the time is. And then if he hears it, which is going to go again, guys, when you're asking the questions and you hear that we're considering it, or what do you think my house is worth? I've heard that a lot and I've used that to, to an advantage of why don't we sit down and talk about that? Let me, while I'm here, let me show you what I can do to com- sell your home. And, and some people will just buy into that and you get a listing appointment. Um, but I think part of this whole thing is making sure that you listen carefully. And then as you do, again, as I say, more and more of this, you'll figure out, this sounds like a good opportunity for me to say, as Scott did why don't we get together on Monday or talk to you on Monday, and then we can set up a time to meet and go over what we can do to make this uh, – get this house sold for you. So there's a, the two parts of this where you hear them, or the other part of it is where you hear them that they want to do something sooner than later if I don't get it sold. And then you need to know at that point what part you need to do as far as a follow-up is concerned. The most important thing I want to share with you guys uh, is don't go into that house – Okay. With a listing presentation, a listing package. Um, I don't even give people comps at those, at those previews. I would never suggest that. Um, some people, I don't say that you should not go to a buyer owner not knowing what might be happening in the neighborhood. You can certainly do a quick, you know, tax search or uh, MLS search to see what's sold and what's active, and maybe some quick numbers just give you an idea because there's going to be a lot of times when you're walking through the house and you're at the end, the seller's going to say, so what do you think about our price, Scott? What do you say to that Scott? What do you think about our price?
0: That's a great question, Mike, and you know, I I didn't do the research before I came because I'm never really sure how much work to do, but I often operate off the red flag principle, and looking at your house today, I don't think that you're out to lunch on your price. I mean, whether you're bang on or five high or five low, I mean, we can discuss that later, but uh, I think for now, you're probably in the ballpark, and you're probably doing the right thing.
1: Boom. Simple. Okay. Okay. So simple simple response okay because frankly guys we don't know until we've either talked to them in depth about their home which in some cases we might do that without ever previewing a home we might need to do that or we've not seen the house to really make an assessment one two we haven't done a full-blown appraisal type cma market analysis to really give them a full answer and frankly guys you don't need to give them a full answer your goal here in that question is to give them a competent response okay scott says you're a little bit high you're a little bit low you're in the ballpark you know maybe you're on the high side if you want to tell them that that's fine that's okay be honest with them okay if you know that they're on the low side oh my gosh you're pretty low there why did you price it so low maybe that'll get you some indication about their motivation or if they're in the middle side just whatever it is just tell them but don't give them a concrete answer because honestly you can't really do that so don't worry about having to come in with all the fancy numbers and everything in dollar per square foot and days on market numbers you don't have to worry about that your goal again is to go preview and get through get into the process and get out of it scott how long did your previews take you said five ten minutes uh, or uh, i don't know if you have said that
0: yeah i would i would say the average one is probably 15 oh, minutes by the time you get through and spend five minutes talking at the door on the way out but uh i just let i let the conversation go i mean if they want to talk i'll stand there and talk for an hour
1: yeah okay so it might be longer yeah you did say that forgive me for repeating that but okay great all right so
0: let's let's now
1: quickly and then we'll kind of roll this away guys because i know it sounds oversimplified what scott was doing today and I'm hoping you took some uh, voracious notes, but in its essence, that's really what it's about. And we'll cover some quick points at the end of this. So, Scott, um, let's look at some statistics really quick. Because I think a lot of people say, well, you know, I don't want to preview. I'm not sure what they're going to do. And is it a waste of my time to drive out to this house? Or, you know, I'm never going to get the listing. It's, it's very, very competitive. I want to answer the competitive question really quick on that. Do you find it to be extremely competitive when you're working by owners relative to the total number of agents in your particular market? Yes or No. No no okay do you find that the by owners when when you are when you are in preview with them that they're getting uh, hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of calls from agents in the city yes or no 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 okay um when you do your follow-up process with them whether it's on a now scott does something a little bit different than i Teach or have done myself or recommended whatever, but he's okay with that, and I'm I'm okay with it because he's successful with what he does. So he stretches his follow-ups a little bit longer than I might suggest because I'm in the window of touching them every single week. Scott probably does that. I would say for some people and other people it might be a couple of weeks. Am I is that fair to say, Scott, for the follow-up yes. part? Okay. Yeah. So Scott, when you do follow up with people, let's assume that you've heard somebody that was getting, you know, hit a lot by a lot of agents. Okay. Let's first talk about when you go to homes and you've known that the agents have been there. Do you see stuff from other agents like CMAs and packages at home sometimes that ever happen? People drop off. Yeah,
0: I don't. Stuff. I always try and get as much of a glimpse as I can. I don't, I don't always, you know, I, I don't want to be rude and, and ask to see it. But here's the thing in our market, and, and I'm assuming it's probably a common thread. Uh, very few agents call. Oh, actually, I shouldn't say that. Uh, agents call and try and get the listing. Lots of agents mail stuff and drop stuff in the mailbox, which that doesn't work at all. And um, I hear time and time and time again, you're the only agent that has either been in my home or the only agent i've let come through the door and because i think people are calling just a straight to get the listing appointment uh, very few are, are, are doing the preview and mm. yes i would say in our marketplace there's a dozen 15 agents maybe not even consistently that call for sale by owners but but none of them um very few of them get get in the door
1: okay so very few of them get in the door do you find that you're kind of the last guy standing when it comes to the follow-up process do you ever notice that? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like every, people follow the, through the follow-up process, the sequence. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, yeah. I would, I would say that's somewhat accurate. I, I, I would find that the, the times when I, there are times when I lose a listing to one or two other agents, and part of me feels that it's lack of follow-up that that probably caused that. Um. Uh. But uh, yeah. I don't. Uh, I don't think agents do follow up um nearly enough. Mhm. Okay. Plus, I, plus I think the preview, the preview method. The preview message sets you apart because you're non. It, 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 it's less. It's not as confrontational. You're just previewing the home, and now all you're doing is following up just to see how things are going. Um, you've already set yourself apart. They already see you on a different level. Um, so when you call the follow up, the, the calls are generally really, really good. They're happy to hear from you, and uh, you know all that kind of stuff. So uh, when you when you start the follow up process. You are um, you're already kind of on their on their good side, if I can maybe put it that way.
1: Okay, good, good, and I think a lot of that, Scott, has to do with how you might have left that first impression. Is that fair to say as well? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. Great. So let's now take it to the last couple of steps here. Um, you're following up with people. Do you have a general idea? Um, for each of us, it might be a bit different, but there's general statistics that never have proven me wrong anyway, at least in my personal experience and that of other people. But generally speaking for you, uh, let's say you called, you previewed, um, do you send thank you notes out by the way, said curiosity?
0: Uh, I know you'd like me to, but I, I don't.
1: Okay. So I, I, I don't like you to, I implore that you do. Okay. So, but that, we'll talk about that later on our call. Just make sure that you have oil on your back for the whipping, but anyway, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but don't worry about it. But but they're, they're, I just want to make sure that one of the things I, I emphasize with people, and I'm very, I'm I'm a big 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 believer in thank you notes. It's a personal touch. You visit, you send a thank you note, and you make a follow up thank you call. It's not a repitch. It's not a you know nothing else. It's just a quick. Thank you note, handwritten, sent out immediately with a quick phone call within 48 hours after you previewed the home just to reach out and say, hey, Bill, Mary, just want to quickly call up and just say thank you for allowing me to take a look at your home. Again, I wish you the very best of luck in selling. I'm here for you. If you need anything, make it a great day and leave your number twice, and that's it. You hang up. You don't need to do anything further than that. Even if they pick up the phone and you talk to them. You don't need to go any further, and just keep it a simple thank you. But, Scott, so let's go down the road here. So what is your typical, or I don't know if I hate to say the word typical, but it might be different for everybody, but when does your FISBO start to flip? Let's say you've got 10 buy owners in your pipeline or five or whatever the number is. When do you notice a trend where they're going to start to, okay, now I've got to list this house, I'm not selling it, and when does your advantage come in that you can get on that appointment and take that listing?
0: Uh, yeah, so uh, like Mike said, I, um, I, I preview the home. Uh, the very next day, I do the follow-up call. Pretty much like you said, the follow-up call is like usually less than a minute. Um, and uh, and then, yeah, I, I I like to give for sale by owners. It sort of depends how long they've been on the market, but they, they need time to understand that it's not going to work for them. And that's why, personally, I don't call every week. Um, it's usually a two-and-a-half, three-week kind of after that because I, I need them to figure it out for themselves that it's not going to work. But I would say that um, that, first, that first sort of follow-up call two to three weeks in, I will get appointments 40% of the time
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, and then usually it's another two weeks um, and then I follow up again and then it's probably another 40% of the time and then there's a few of them. If I actually do get them, there are a few of them that it's a third and fourth follow-up. And if I can just give a testimony here, I actually um, just listed a Fizbo on uh, Thursday and got a cash offer on Saturday and it sold and I first followed up with this guy um, in the spring and I and I probably touched him a half a dozen times at least and he was not an, he wasn't really a He was an old farmer. he was kind of a belligerent old bugger and uh, uh, At least <laughs> six times maybe maybe seven times But he finally it. popped and uh, it, I got a cash offer the, the second day it was on the market just right place right time Everything like that. So yeah, I would say that if I do get them 40% of the time after two weeks Or three weeks and then another 40% of them after the second follow-up And then you know some of them are if it takes more than two it usually takes four or five
1: Okay all right, so, so based on that, okay, albeit you're not following up on a weekly basis, like we've discussed, but you're doing it anyway. So you're saying in a, in a roundabout way that it's about a three- to five-week window when they start to turn. In other words, you're saying about 40% of the time now is you're going to get the time to get the appointment. Is that a fair assessment based on that?
0: Yeah, that, yeah I would say uh, that three- to six-week window, and you're going to get the, the bulk of them. Okay, great. All right, guys, so
1: that was a recording from a group call I did with Scott Ziegler in Saskatoon, Canada. And this piece right here is a wrap to that conversation. So I hope that you got a lot out of that call with Scott. And I, I want to thank him uh, from the bottom of my heart for taking a time out of his schedule to help you all be better at what you do. And Scott, I, I just can't say so much about you taking this on for yourself and taking the responsibility of this process and helping you to build your business. And as a result, uh, you're getting the success that I know uh, that you deserve as a result of that. So guys, let's, let me, I made some quick points here as we wind this down here and i want you to make sure that you have a notepad out and taking some quick bullets to kind of decompress here and go back over some thoughts on this call the first thing i want to suggest to you is definitely re-listen to this group call recording write down what scott said stop it replay it listen to it write down exactly what he said and how he said it you can use it modify it but keep it in that framework of authenticity that Scott so uh, so well uh, so does does very well with what he does write down these bullets that i'm going to be sharing with you right now so some pull, some points I want you to write down. Number one is be authentic with people. That's what I got from Scott, and that been working with him for several years, that's who he is. Scott is extremely authentic, and it's very easy to do that. Just be yourself and be in a place of intention with people. Most sellers can see through people that are inauthentic. They can see that you have ul- ulterior motives uh, going on behind you. So, and they can see right through that automatically. And. They'd notice that when you are out for yourself versus interested in helping and supporting them in their efforts here. So be of interest to them, look to support them. The next point I need you to write down, don't make the buy owner wrong. The last thing you ever want to do is, well, you don't need to be doing that because I can do it better. Don't go down that road. They're doing what they think is right for them in this particular moment. Our job, folks, is to educate them and support them with best practices on how to get that house sold. And You give them some ideas, educate them on how to maybe expose the house to a larger pool of buyers maybe tell them I'll look at your pictures online or I'll see your remarks and give you some feedback on that. Um, be honest with them about the uh, about the price that they might have on the home. You're going to do some quick comps. Get an idea. If it's too high, let them know that. Just say, I'm going to tell you honestly, you're way above the market and they'll feedback to you, whatever that is. But again, just being honest with people, best practices. Another thought is let them know to be safe when showing their home. There should be a couple of people there, not the wife on her own or the husband on his own, but there should be somebody there to show the people. And and at the end of the day, making sure that you remind them, listen, pre-qualify your buyers before coming over. Ask them, are they been approved by a bank? Are they going to be paying cash? And do you have verification of that? And most uh, sellers will not necessarily do that because they feel it's getting too personal with people and they feel they're going to lose a buyer if they go down that road. But again, really guys, it's about safety for them and making sure they're not uh, wasting time with people. The last thing is, is to remind them to follow up with the people that come and look at their house. You and I both know that there's probably an 80-90% chance they're not going to do that because if they, their mindset is if they follow up with people, they're going to appear to be desperate. And, and when they think that that way, they're not going to ever follow up with people. You can also offer to follow up on their behalf, which is something I've done many, many times. And it's only worked a few times when they said, well, here's a name and a number. If you're open to doing that, Mike, make it happen. Uh, but make the offer. It's perfectly okay. Going on follow up, okay, now as we transition from this being a, an educator of, to the client, Let's talk about what we can do to make sure that we keep these people in at top of mind about us, not everybody else, because we are different. I don't know what other people do. I know what I do to work this process. I know what I do to sell homes. I'm not sure about what everybody else does. I don't want to be involved in that bucket, okay, especially that bucket. So, um, but let's talk about follow-up just really quick. Follow-up, 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 follow-up. Remember, the, 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 you never can follow up too much, guys. At the end of the day, people will respect it, and don't overthink it. If you feel that you're over-following up, then you really need to, to get a handle on why you're keeping yourself from following up with people. Okay? Worst thing that they could say, my gosh, all you do is follow up with me, and I'm telling you not to call me, and you just say thank you. This is what I do to help my clients achieve the goal of getting their home sold. And I'm sorry if I appear to be aggressive, but this is what we must do in order to get home sold. And then just go from there. But follow up with people. The next thing I need you to write down are some thoughts on the sequence. So I need you to write these thoughts down. One, you set the preview. I believe you can set a preview a day. Two, get the preview and get there 10 to 15 minutes in advance of the, uh, of the meeting. You don't want to get there right at 2 o'clock when that's when that appointment is. Now, my suggestion around that is get to the area. So, one, you, you know, first of all, you're going to be on time. If you plan to get there 15 minutes early, then you know you're going to definitely be on time for the appointment. God forbid any traffic or issues come up that could delay the matter. So, at least you know that you're going to get there in advance for sure. While at the other side of the coin, if you get there in advance and you get there 10-15 minutes before, drive the neighborhood. Look for other buy owners. Look at the homes. Look at the competition. You know, drive around and get a good idea of what's going on. It's a very good thing. Make sure that before you go into the house that you're prepared with your notepad, a yellow pad. Your uh, I used to walk in with a with my week at a glance eight and a half by 11 size planner and I had my papers in there and my notepad and I carried that with me at all times anyway definitely recommend that make sure that you have some pre-qualifying questions the ones that you will use when you before you go on a listing appointment just in case okay just in case and I'll, I'll address that point here in a second But you want to have your pre-qual questions, minimally have them in your car, but for sure, uh, in the best practices, carry them with you in the house so you don't have to walk to your car and then they get a second thought, even in that second, but carry those with you. And and I would suggest that you do some uh, quick comps on a house. Don't do a full CMA. Don't even give them a full CMA, even if they ask you. That's a different subject which I'll get into in a second here. But do some quick comps for yourself in the neighborhood, go to your MLS or your tax systems, whatever you're using in your local area to do some quick comps, what's going on in the neighborhood, just to get a general idea what we're competing against, the highs, the lows, the mid range, etc. And then make sure that you are dressed professionally, you're well groomed, your shoes are shined, your hair is combed, your breath smells good, and you're ready to go in. don't go in there sloppy looking, okay, don't go in there like you just left the beach, go in there. Professional, well groomed. You can take your tie off when you get in the car, or take your heels off when you get in the car and put on your flip-flops. Whatever it is, just go in there professionally. Next, walk when you go into the house. Ask the seller to walk you through the home and show it to you as if you're a buyer. Don't tell them to show it to you. Just don't, don't forget this because this will help you to engage with them, and then you can also give them some suggestions how to best present to the buyer. In other words, give the buyer room to look through the house. Okay? They're nervous. They don't want strangers walking through their house. That's why we're here. But they're a buy owner and they don't know any different at this given moment but make some suggestions as to uh, what you can do. If, if I'm a buyer, Mr. Seller, just show me the house and uh, let me look at it that way and present it to me as if I'm that person, okay? Go through the house uh, as you're speaking, as you're walking through the house, ask them some questions about their motivation, their time frame. what are you doing to market the home? How soon do they need to be where they're going? Why did they choose to do this on their own versus hiring another agent? Very important, helpful questions. If you need some questions additional to that, reach out to me and I'll be more than happy to get them over to you. Give them any suggestions after you finish the walkthrough. Give them any suggestions to make the house more sellable, such as decluttering, staging, um, making sure that the property is prepared for showings always in case the buyer calls up and wants to come over on, the, on, the, on an immediate fashion. Uh, make sure that, they, uh, that you talk to them about making the property accessible to the buyers that call up four to six hours, eight hours a day, like we would as agents. This is what they must do because we don't want them to lose a possibility of a buyer because they can only show it on Saturdays between 11 and 12 because they're just busy working. That's where they could lose buyers, and I share that with people if it's necessary, okay? Again, that safety issue, making sure everybody's there. Don't be there too long, okay? 5, 10, maybe, maybe 15 minutes in some cases on a normal visit. If, like Scott said, sometimes he might be there for an hour. I've been there myself like that. Um, But go in, do your deal, get out. You don't want to be hanging around and, and looking to have a cup of tea and coffee, talking about other things other than what your job is to help them get that household. But if they want to chat, they want to have some more dialogue about what you do, what's going on in the marketplace, sit down with them. Have a basic conversation with them. But again, don't overstay your time. Give a little bit and then uh, give a lot and take a little bit. Give a lot, take a little bit, meaning that when you give them some ideas and information and you're not overstaying your time, just you know, give them just enough to wet their beak, as I like to say it. And then you could share with them more information either over time or at an actual listing appointment. But be cordial, be respectful, especially the older people. Sometimes they just want to chit-chat about things and whatever because that's their nature. They're retired and they have nobody to talk to. And a lot of times, sometimes they're just trying to sell the homes themselves because they want visitors for whatever reason. But keep in mind, keep your antenna up, as I like to say, and be acute to that area. Don't overstay, but don't understay if it requires you to be there just a little bit longer. Don't worry about that. Next point I need you to write down, if they... if they want to ask you, if they're going to ask you, how much do you think the house is worth, or what do you think I have as far, as far as my value is concerned, just simply give them the response from the quick comps that I asked you to get. Okay, I did some quick analysis without knowing everything about your home, Mr. Seller. And based on that, your price is uh, right in the mid range, or it's a little bit higher, or it's a little bit lower, whatever the case is, just give them a little bit of information there. So that way, um, you're, you're professional about that. If they want more statistics, You know, you'll get that information when you do your comps and be ready for that anyway, okay? The next one I need you to write down, um, if they want you to give them a complete CMA, a full appraisal of the house, all right? Now, I don't negate this as long as I do this, and that is, Mr. Sell, I'd be more than happy to sit down with you and go over very specific details on the full value of your home, as it compares to the active properties and the ones that have sold in the neighborhood. And I'd be more than happy to do that. And as a suggestion, i like to come by as I'm showing you that, why don't I sit down and show you exactly what I can do to get your house sold? No obligation, but we might as well kill two birds with one stone in our meeting. So if you are ready to sell your home, maybe with me tonight or in the future, at least you have had the opportunity to go over what I can do to make that happen. So guys, that's really what it comes down to. You're you're offering the CMA or they've asked you for it and you come back with, I'll be more than happy to do that while at the same time, let me show you exactly what i can do and then you can go in for a full listing presentation very very powerful and very uh, a great opportunity for you to get appointments when you thought you would never get them will they always list in those appointments no do they sometimes do yes and you never know until you do what ask and it'll make the offer all right so again letting them know this is a no obligation presentation all right guys keep in mind and this leads me to this next point which i am emphatic about because i hear this all too often and it's really unbelievable that agents will set these previews up. They think it's a great idea, and it is a great idea, and myself and Scott and many other people that are doing this preview process are extremely successful at it, so long as they don't do what I'm going to share with you here. And that is, your goal is to go in and preview the home. You're not there to do a listing presentation. You're not there to drop off a whole package of information. That's not your mission there. You don't, less is more at this particular point. But let me make this point to you very emphatically. Again, this is a preview. It's not a listing presentation. If you go into these previews and you try to flip it, okay well while I'm here let me show you what I do while I'm here let me give you a thousand pages of information here's my listing package and all the stuff in there that you do to sell homes and how great your company is and all that BS we don't want to go down that road because that wasn't your intention with the preview they're expecting just a preview you're not expecting a listing presentation let me repeat that they're expecting a preview they are not expecting a listing presentation now if they bring it up that can you tell me what you can do to sell my home then it's at this point as Scott said it's a two-step process I'd like to come back tonight and show you what I can do and that's when you do that you're not gonna do it at the house because frankly you're not fully prepared you haven't fully qualified them you haven't done a complete analysis of this property and there's a number of other factors that are involved with a professional presentation okay you can give them a general idea but I would not even go down that road unless you're fully experienced in doing this but don't even go down the road because I never did even though I could do it I really never did okay I may have told them that I have an extensive marketing plan that I do use to get homes and when we get together tonight uh, get home sold when we get together tonight i'll be more than happy to share the steps with you so you get a very very good idea i'm not going to give them the whole boat load right there again this is a preview it's not a listing appointment don't go in and be deceptive and try to flip them into well here's a listing agreement let me show you why don't you sell the home and let's make that happen we don't want to go down that road at all point said i think you got what i'm saying okay let's move through this so i can get you off and get you to work and to call these buy owners if they ask you if you have any buyers don't say you do unless you do don't say you do unless you do there's no need to de- be deceptive here oh yeah I got a lot of buyers I'm working with and they might be interested in your home, whether it's on the phone or at the meeting don't do that do you have access to buyers absolutely if you're out there lead generating all day long you're gonna potentially come across buyers and sellers that want to maybe buy a home maybe it's theirs maybe it's somebody else's but don't be deceptive in this area just offer you know mr. seller I don't have any buyers for your home actually that's why I wanted to come by take a look at it so in case I do come across anybody I can speak about uh, speak as a professional about your home and I'll be more than happy. I'm going to take this back to my office, see if any agents in the office and I'll make sure that I keep your property top of mind in my marketing campaigns. Sound fair? And they get that. They understand that. Again, just don't be deceptive. Next point, when you're wrapping up uh, the meeting, uh, when you're wrapping up your, your preview before you're leaving, I'm going to give you a simple script to say here. Okay. Right. Listen to it stop re- Re-record or come back to this uh, in a second rewind and listen to the script and write it down you can do it verbatim but just get the general concept here mr seller mr seller thanks again for your time i really appreciate and respect the fact that you allowed me to come into your home i wish you the very very best of luck in selling if you have any questions no obligation whatsoever please feel free to reach out to me and let me know how i can help you again make sure that you qualify the buyers and please please i beg you be safe Just don't let strangers in your home that you don't know if you want me to call them i'm more than happy to reach out to those buyers to ask them some qualifying questions again no obligation whatsoever my concern is that you get your home sold but i want you to make sure that you're safe in this whole thing not to freak you out but i just want to make sure that you're aware of that and 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 if you don't mind i'd love to keep in touch with you and follow up with you okay with that yes we are fantastic and i'll keep in touch with you as time goes on here as i said if you have any questions let me know by the way mr seller uh before i leave you know very typically Uh, I'd like to go and knock on neighbors' doors around your house. Would you be offended if I used your house to go talk to these people and ask them if they have any friends, family, or acquaintances that may want to move into the neighborhood and see if we can get your house sold? Would you be okay with me doing that? And guys, nine times, if not ten times out of ten, they're going to say, hey, man, you do that? Yeah, absolutely, no problem. And you go do that. That's your 10, 15, 20 doors. You're going to go knock on the neighbors around the house using their house as your Uh, script when you get to the house hey i'm working with bill jones down the street i just saw their house it's a beautiful 3-2 with a pool and a nice garage and you know fully updated and do you have any friends family or neighbor uh, acquaintances that may want to move into the area no i don't well how about you when do you plan on selling so it's a great way to introduce the buy owner one two they see that you're working on their behalf already without any uh without any uh uh specific contract that you have with them and three you're going to potentially get some leads out of there so try to take advantage of that as often as you can all right um Then, the next part of the sequence. When you've left, you've gone back to your office, knocked on your doors, whatever you're doing there. The next most important thing is you send a thank you note immediately, within 24 hours. I used to do mine at the very, very end of my day, so I know I had it in the mail that morning, or I put it in the mailbox as I left my office, and they were out in the mailbox, ready to go keep your thank you note very simple just reach out to me i'll give you a a copy of a sample that i did and i'll be more than happy i might even put it up online here so you can click the link at realprofitbuilders.com within the framework of this audio and some notes and i'll let you guys have that complimentary with me but make sure that that note is unbranded and it's very simple it's very professional it's blank doesn't have anything about your company on it and you go to the office supply stores; just a nice blank note whatever meets your particular needs as far as uh the gender male female femme non-femme whatever masculine type of card whatever you want to do there i really don't care Just so long as I do care if it's branded with your company on it, because again, this is a very personal thing when you come to thank you notes. The next thing is, the next day, and you heard Scott say this, is follow up with a thank you phone call to these people. Call them up and say thank you for the time. The next thing that you want to do is that Friday, if let's say you met them on Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday, you'll want to call them on a Friday and wish them good luck over the weekend that you're available. If they have any questions, I know, Mr. Seller, that you're going to get some buyers that come out very typically on the weekend. If anything comes up and I can be of service to you, please feel free to reach out to me. No obligation. If you've got a question or negotiation or need for a contract, whatever the case is, I'm available to you. That's your call on Friday to wish them good luck over the weekend. And then on Monday, in your follow-up sequence, you call them up to check in to see how their weekend went. Did you get any showings? Did you have any offers? How did it go? Anything that we could do differently the next time. And that's really it, guys, from the very first Uh, Inception of your first preview with these people and then the next sequence of follow-ups are my recommendation now Scott does it every couple of weeks or three weeks. Um, I used to do it regardless every single Monday So the very first week I was talking to them about four or five times and then every week thereafter And then I might do it as needed I might be in the neighborhood where that house was and I want to go knock on the door and see how things are going I just happen to be in the area kind of a call Um, you can do that as needed Uh, or you're trying to give them some service around something that you guys made it a deal with, or whatever, but definitely every single week, make those calls, okay? Just call them in on Mondays and and, and go from that perspective there, okay? Again, you're not overwhelming them with the sequence. Don't overthink this. You're thinking maybe, man, that's too much. That's a lot, man. You're pretty aggressive, Mike, but I'm not like that. No, you got to be like this because it's being versatile, one, but keep in mind, it's you thinking that way, not the people. As long as you don't go in and pitch appointments every time you call them, you know, can we get together and meet together and blah, 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 and try to set a listing appointment when that's not the expectation with this particular sequence. It's just a quick thank you follow-up process, and they'll get get that, and as you do more of this, you'll understand what I mean from there, okay? last couple of points, and then we're going to wrap this up finally, all right, is keep in mind when you're communicating through your follow-up sequence, guys, the original motivation of these people, all right? And, and this is very important. A lot of times we miss out because we may have heard them say something about their motivation, and it's impending, meaning that it's it's right around the corner. But we're in fear, or they're trying to do this on their own, so we might not ask them, you know, in well in advance of talking to them about getting that house in the market. Meaning that some people might have a house that they're building, and it's going to be done in thirty days, and you're at that thirty-day window, and you know in your mind that the days on market in your that particular area is between thirty to forty-five days, and It is at this point you need to suggest to them mr. seller are you open are you okay with in case you don't sell this carrying two mortgages okay now most people will not want to do that unless they're absolutely greedy or whatever the case is but I know one thing the people that have a lot of money don't want to carry two mortgages they can afford it but the reason they got a lot of money is because they don't waste their money (laughs) okay so keep that in mind and the reason I'm sharing this with you is you got to keep this in mind when you're communicating through your process. When did these people really wanna move, okay? One is their motivation, but two is their time frame, And how important is it for them to make this move? Well, we're moving up to North Carolina, the house is ready, and they're down here in South Florida. They don't wanna be trying to sell a home long distance. You can help them with that, all right? So keep that in mind as you go through there. So here's the bottom line, guys, and I'm wrapping this up. Work the buy owners daily, offer performance guarantees. I'll be more than happy to share what those some of those thoughts are, where you could sell it on your own. Um, we have a performance guarantee if I don't do my job. We canceled the listing. You could sell it on your own and we won't take a commission, but it is a full service deal. It's not a discount deal at all. Don't go down that road with me saying this. It's not about discount brokers or a waste of time and a nemesis to our marketplace and perceptions. In my old, in a humble opinion, if you are one, stop the madness. Be professional. Be good at what you do and go out there and earn the money that you deserve and make sure that we all look good in that process. But you can certainly do that um, and then go from there. Get testimonials from by owners that you have sold before. A very, very valuable thing. People um, are buying social proof. In his book, Influence by Robert Cialdini, he talks about influence as being one of the greatest motivators for people making decisions. That's why Michael Jordan is pitching Nike. Tiger Woods, same thing. Big stars, product, they put them together. Oh, gosh, they're using it. I could use that. So testimonials are very powerful from past for sale by owners that you've used, um, uh, that have used your services. So take advantage of that. And lastly, guys, be patient, all right? Be patient with this process. It's not a flash in the pan. It's not like an expired or even a cold call or a center of influence. This is a little bit different because these people want to try this on their own and we've got to give them the, the room to breathe. And eventually, if you're the guy or gal in front of them more than anybody else, which is if you're going to follow what I teach and how I coach, that the follow-up, the win is in the follow-up, then you're going to win more often. Everybody else, your competitors, and I hope it's not you, don't be this person who calls once and then forgets them for several weeks or never calls them back don't go down there. You're not going to win at this game, and you're going to get frustrated with it. You can say, It never works. <laughs> it does work if you work it. And that's the point there. So that's it, guys. I'm wrapped up here. Again, thanks, God, for your time. And go to the next level. Listen to this again and again. Make sure that if you have any questions, email me, Mike at Husson.com. Go to the website, www.realprofitbuilders.com. Realprofitbuilders.com. You can listen to this and many other recordings that I have up there. And that's it. Go out there and make it a great day. Call some from my owners, and we'll talk to you soon.